Oh, I have made thousands of videos. And today I'm going to make this video a special video because I'm going to make it for my son, David. David, I want you to listen to this message and I'm going to read it to you. So I'm going to get myself out of the way and I will read it to you. And this is in exposition commentary on John and it's address 16 the two resurrections by Harry Ironside and it's on John 5 verses 25 through 29 and here's the scripture verily verily I say unto you the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live for as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear the voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. We continued our examination, examining our Lord's word, uttered after the healing of the paralytic man at the pool of Bethsaida. Following this great gospel message of verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation or judgment. This is exactly the same Greek word that is translated damnation in verse 29 and judgment in verse 27 but is passed from death unto life. Now in verse 25, our Lord again uses the solemn form of address by which he would challenge our most serious attention. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. He is not speaking in this verse of a physical death, but rather of a spiritual death of those who are dead in trespasses and sins. This is true of all men out of Christ, all men who are in Adam by natural generation. Death passed upon all men when Adam sinned. And God looks down upon the race today. He sees it as a race of men and women dead to himself and everything spiritual and alive to what men call pleasure, alive to their own personal affairs, but with not one pulse beating towards God, everyone dead and utterly helpless. For of course, a dead man can do, cannot do anything 
to change his condition. He cannot help himself. And if those dead in trespasses and sins are to live, they must receive life through another, even the Lord himself. Now the hour is coming and now is. He is introducing this wonderful dispensation of the grace of God. The hour begins when he came to earth and had been in progress for over 1900 years. The hour when God will uh, is quickening dead souls and bringing men and women to find life in Christ. Millions have heard his voice and repented and know what it is to have life eternal through receiving the, that word. Now the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. <laughs> the voice is the voice of power. It is the voice that can reach the heart that is utterly dead in everything holy. Remember Lazarus. He was physically dead, and Jesus came to that graveside and said, Roll away the stone. But he had been dead four days, and his body had become offensive. But Jesus commanded them to do as he said, and they did. And he called, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. The dead man heard the voice of Jesus, because that voice was a life-giving voice. I had a friend who was deep in sin, dead to God, living in the vilest corruption. One night in Frisco, California, as he passed a little open-air meeting, he heard a group singing. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood avails for me. Those words sung over and over went right home to his heart. And that man, dead in sin, heard the voice of the Son of God. And that night believed the message and became a new creature in Christ. The old sinful habits that had bound him so long dropped away. He was uh, different because he had heard the voice of the Son of God. I think of another who came into a meeting, a poor drunkard, utterly lost, but he heard someone repeat the words of Christ, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, Is that for me? He is inviting me to come. That man was made alive. He never touched a drop of liquor again. He was through because he had heard the voice of the Son of God. Life is in his word. The hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Note, God does not send people working in order to obtain life. We could do nothing 
to deserve life. We cannot please God until we have received it. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And it's through our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot obtain life through subjection to certain righteous ordinances or avail ourselves of sacraments. Men do not get life through baptism or the Lord's Supper or through doing penance, attending church, or giving money. They receive eternal life through hearing and believing the voice of the Son of God. Hear, and your soul shall live. Have you heard the voice? Men turn away from it. Christ is speaking all the time down through the ages, but many turn away and go in their sins. They continue in the state of death, but the moment a man hears the voice in the depths of his heart, the moment he receives life, this life given by the Son of God, he says, as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. If men refuse the message of the gospel, if they turn away from the word of the Son of God and spurn his grace, then the same God who has made him a giver of life to all who believe has appointed him as judge of those who refuse him in the last days. The Father has given to the Son to have life in himself and has given him the authority to execute judgment. We had something like this in verse 22 where we read, For the Father judgeth no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son. This gives us to know that the Son of God, because Scripture declares that it is God who will judge the world. God will sit upon the great white throne and call sinners before him to answer for their guilt of rejection, rejecting the salvation that he has provided. Uh, but the person of the Godhead who will appear on the throne will be the Lord Jesus Christ. Men who stand before that throne in their sins will be judged by the man, Christ Jesus. The Father has given Jesus authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. When Job was utterly bewildered because of God's dealing with him, he said, I look on my right hand and, I, and my left hand, but he is not there. He is not a man as I am, that we might uh, come together in judgment. Neither is there a day's man and that might put his hand upon us both. But that for which Job longed, a man who could represent God to him, is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is truly man, 
as he is God. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. If man refuses to trust that blessed man who bore our sins in his own body on the tree, they will be judged according to their works. In other words, this might not be. He died on a shameful cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. If a man refuses to turn away from his from him now, some day he will have to meet him. Some day they will have to face him in their sins when it is too late to be saved. He who has given life will then have to be their judge. But now, having spoken of one hour, the hour in which God quickens a dead sinner into life, he goes on to speak of another hour, the hour of the resurrection of the dead bodies, for both are found in scriptures. He is quickening those dead in trespasses and sins in this hour, by and by. He is going to quicken those whose bodies are in the tomb. The hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Marvel not at this. It is as though he said, Do not be surprised that I can quicken dead souls, that I can give eternal life to those who believe. Someday I am going to empty all the graves of earth. There is an hour coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear the voice and shall come forth. Well, how can this be? You see, millions, untold millions have died, and their bodies have been dissolved into the chemical parts. How can that they come back to life? Nothing is impossible with God, who created these wonderful bodies. There will be a resurrection, both of the just and the unjust. Yes, the hour is coming when all that are in a grave shall come forth. Notice that there will be two resurrections. Some people have imagined that both resurrections would take place in the same moment, that the Savior would utter his voice, and, they, and that all the graves would empty at once. This is not exactly what the Lord says, Scripture shows that there will be two resurrections. First, the resurrection unto life, the resurrection of the just. In Revelation uh, 20, verse 6, we read, Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, shall reign with him a thousand years. And then we read, after the thousand years are expired, there will be a resurrection of the wicked dead, who will stand before 
the great white throne for judgment. Two resurrections, one resurrection to life uh, of the just and one resurrection to the second death of the unjust. And ye, and yet they both take place in one hour. Yes, in one hour. Remember though how the Lord uses the term, an hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. This hour began when Christ was here on earth and is still in progress. 1900 years have elapsed. Actually, it's been over that. And we are still living in the hour when Christ is quickened dead souls. <clears throat> then we look on beyond the, this hour. The hour of resurrection will be at the last a thousand years in length. At the beginning of the thousand years, the righteous dead will be raised. And at the close of the thousand years, the wicked uh, dead will be raised. The righteous dead stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be rewarded. The wicked dead raised to stand before the great white throne, there to answer for their awful sin of rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ, and to be judged for all the sins uh, from which they might have been delivered. Some say I am a bit perplexed about the 29th verse. It says, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Is salvation then after all based on what one does? Are we saved because we do good and lost because we do evil? Well, if men persist in their sins, they will be judged for the evil done. All men are lost today, not merely because of sins they have committed, but because they have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. He that believes on the Son is not condemned, but he that believed not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Elsewhere, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit would come to convict of sins because they believe not in him. That is the one great damning sin that will ruin you or soul for eternity if you persist in it. If you refuse the work of the cross, if you turn away from the one who died upon the tree, then the merits of that work can never be applied to you. In the day of resurrection, you will come forth from the tomb as one who has done evil, and you will have to be judged for your sins. But now, how about the rest. Who are those who have done good, or literally, those who have practiced good? What does it mean by that? Are we saved because of our goodness? We know very well from other scriptures that salvation is not based on human merit. By grace you are saved, through faith, and that not of yourself. 
It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And again we are told, To him that worketh, it is a reward, not reckoning of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believe on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. There is no uh, contradiction. The minute a sinner believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a change. There is an outward sign that he is a Christian. Immediately following that verse in Ephesians 2, we read, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. If I tell you, I am justified by faith. You can see my faith. You have no other way of knowing whether my testimony is true than by watching my life. You wonder if my life corresponds with my testimony. Do I live a Christ-like life? And if I do not live such a life, you refuse my testimony. God himself does not accept any man's testimony if his life does not correspond. In that day it is those who have practiced good who will be raised and, and manifested as the children of God. Let me stress this. Just as there are two ways to live, there are two ways to die. There are two resurrections, and following these two resurrections, there are two destinies. Have you received Christ as your Savior? If so, death for you will mean to die in the Lord, and you will be raised in the first resurrection and enter into the blessing of heaven. On the other hand, if you continue to reject him, then the day will come when you will die in your sins. Those who die in their sins will stand in the judgment and will be left in their sins though through all eternity. In order that this might not be, our Lord Jesus came to Calvary and gave himself a ransom for all a propitiation for each one who would trust in him. Please take heart to this message. I leave you with this thought. Bye for now.